This podcast covers mature, intense, morbid, and sometimes just scary stuff. Listener discretion is advised. 2016 was no laughing matter, thanks to a rash of creepy clown sightings around the globe. But why did it happen? Jump in the clown car and take a ride with us for 30 morbid minutes. This is the podcast where we cover topics of a morbid, macabre, dark, and downright grisly nature. I'm Elise Willems. And I'm Jay Vaz. <laughs> hey, what's up, Jay Vaz? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> We're talking about clowns today. Oh, just everybody's favorite subject. You are what you eat. So I think it's very fitting for us to discuss this. <laughs> oh, boy. And we've got, we've got very strong opinions. You mentioned this before we started recording. Oh, yeah. I mean... I think I even told you just my first clown experience was with Stephen King's It the Clown. So that's where my like, I know that some people love clowns and some people are terrified of them. Mine started off with terror of Tim Curry. Yeah. Did you make the connection? It was Tim Curry. Had you seen him in anything else? No, actually. So when I watched it as a young child, might I add. So again, hence the my first kind of like experience with a clown that I can remember that's bad. And if you only know the new new, this is the original It miniseries with with the whole cast and the one the Stranger Things kids. That is that yes, correct. Yeah. Um, no, I so I didn't know at the time who Tim Curry was or anything like that, but trust me, I knew who he was after it. Oh my gosh. I always think of the head in the fridge. Oh That's yeah. What stayed with me. Oh yeah. There's a lot that stayed with me from that movie, but yes. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> well, today we are talking about fear of clowns and something that happened in 2016 that stayed with us all. Uh, More specifically, we're talking about chlorophobia, which technically means fear of stilt walking. So really doesn't mean fear of clowns. They got it close, though, and is used to describe an extreme and maybe even irrational fear of clowns. Gratefully so. To some. But yeah, clowns are inherently designed to make us laugh. So why would somebody be afraid of them? Harvard Medical School psychiatrist Steven Schlossman told Vulture, clowns are familiar enough to be recognizable, but weird enough to give you the shivers, which is an incredible quote. Yeah, it all comes down to Uncanny Valley or something similar. The fact that there's something uncanny about a character who looks human, but not quite. So we're looking at a clown and we're wondering what's really going on under all the makeup and costuming. There are a lot of other things that I think make us react this way. Robots, as they get more and more lifelike, would have the same effect. Mm-hmm. And if you're among the many who experience chlorophobia and get the heebie-jeebies when you see like Bobo or Krusty <laughs> or any of their kind, <laughs> then 2016 was certainly not the year for you. In August of 2016, Donna Arnold was living with her young son in Greedville County, South Carolina, in an apartment complex when disturbing events started to rattle them and their community. On August 19th, Donna's son told her that while playing outside, he had seen clowns in the woods. Nope. That bordered their home in the Fleetwood Manor apartments. Such a big nope. Um, One in a bright red wig, the other with a black star painted on his face. Kind of like, I guess, uh, Paul Stanley from Kiss. That's exactly what I thought of, too. Yeah. The clowns were whispering, making strange noises and flashing bright green lasers. The first two I get, but the, the flashing of the bright green lasers... I imagine is like a laser pointer. Like, why are they doing that? <laughs> maybe they thought they were at a rave. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Or they had tactical gear or something weird. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't know if I could ever get into the mind of clown and, you know, <laughs> that's probably a good thing. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. But at first, Donna thought maybe her son was being overly imaginative. However, the next day, a bunch more kids in the neighborhood corroborated his story. And they, too, had seen these clowns. Not only did they try to beckon them into the woods, but did so waving wads of cash. I'd be like, I love clowns. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> Uh, Yeah. And if you ventured into these particular woods in South Carolina, you'd come across a small pond on the edge of which sat a dilapidated, seemingly abandoned house. So like a kind of rundown shack. You can look at pictures of it online. Mm -hmm. The neighborhood kids claim that the clowns were trying to lure them to this house. Oh, boy. So, yeah, on August 20th, a call was made to the Greenville County Sheriff's Office by a caller who reported a suspicious person in clown clothing and makeup. Same deal. This clown was also trying to lure children into the woods. And the sightings didn't stop there. On August 21st, around 2.30 in the morning, another local person came across a large clown with a blinking nose that was standing under a streetlight near a dumpster. And apparently the clown waved. All these things together are too much. Yeah, a.k.a. Rudolph the Clown. Anyway, (laughs) that was a bad joke. Anyway, he leads leads all the other clowns in the fog. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So then another incident occurred, albeit not reported to the police, wherein residents apparently chased down clowns after their kids alerted them to the clowns being at the playground. They form this mob like they're hunting Freddy (laughs) Krueger and they're going after these clowns. Apparently the clowns drove away in a car, not a clown car. (laughs) It was just a dark colored vehicle of a regular size. Okay, so we've been lied to. They don't always drive in clown cars. Got it. That would be the first thing that would tip me off that this might be a hoax. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But safe to say people were getting freaked out. So the police set up regular patrols of the area and the property managers of the Fleetwood Manor Apartments posted bulletins warning residents of unusual activity. Kids were given curfews and told to stay away from the woods. But without any leads or tangible evidence to substantiate the claims, what could the police really do? What actionable items could be taken? That abandoned house in the woods that the kids claimed the clowns were trying to take them to seemed like it could be a lead, except... Except a reporter from The Guardian went to investigate and discovered that the property had recently been bought from a new owner who didn't want to give their name and they were like, please stop interviewing me. I'm not connected to these clowns. (laughs) The reporter did note that a new security system had been installed there. Like, they were clearly fixing this place up. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like the kind of place, like, a bunch of creepy chucklers could squat in. No. But these sightings in South Carolina were the tip of the oversized shoe. So by September, creepy clown sightings were across the United States. Some of you listening might remember this. Atlas Obscura has a map on their site that you can check out where they pinpoint approximately 100 different sightings. We are going to talk about some of these sightings after the break. Elise, Valentine's Day is coming up. It's coming up. I'm excited to get a new pair of drawers, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get a new pair of drawers every Valentine's Day? I mean, maybe, maybe it's Valentine's Day, okay? And I am a a married woman. You are? Oh, I'm a a soon-to-be married woman. Yes, Mm. so we wear underwear. We we do. (laughs) for sure. We do, yes. And um, thankfully, with me undies, you you can get some really awesome, adorable Valentine's Day prints, and all of their products will make you want to curl up into a ball and purr with joy comfy yet sexy and you can match (laughs) your undies with your partner Mm. Uh, i've talked about this before but i just want to 
like James thinks that he's got this underwear and then I bust out my matching pair and uh, he, I mean, he would laugh. He would think that's really fun. What if he gets jealous and he's like, I wanted to be the only one wearing that pair. <laughs> well, he's going to have to answer to me undies. There you go. They have style for everyone, right, Jess? They do. Yeah. So if you're not like into a bunch of prints and stuff, they have like all black classics to fun, expressive prints. Depends on what you're looking for. But they also have their sexy, you know, Valentine's Day prints, electric hearts, lovebirds, you know. And their underwear and their lounge collection is made from their signature fabric that is so soft. It's breathable, stretchy, and comfy. Great for all-day wear. Awesome. They're also sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. And if you ain't happy with your first pair, it is on me undies. So this Valentine's Day, give the gift that always has them thinking of you and get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash 30mm. That's MeUndies.com slash 30mm for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. And we're back. The first clown sighting can be traced to Wisconsin in June 2016. And this one got spread through Facebook, of mm-hmm, course. Mm-hmm. Grainy photos of a white-faced clown roaming the streets of Green Bay at night helped with the viral rise of Gags the Green Bay Clown. Yes. Um, Mid-September in McDuffie County, Georgia, two little boys, brothers, were walking to their bus stop one morning. Two men wearing clown masks, wigs, and dressed in black started to chase them. Another young girl, Hannah Rice, claims to have seen the clowns, too. Then, almost a week after that incident in Georgia, a 12-year-old Pottsville, Pennsylvania girl, Brianne Hawk, told WNEP-TV that a group of clowns chased her and a little boy through the park, throwing stones and cursing at them. Okay, so to me, this is like it the clown with children. So this is all I'm thinking about because that's my reality and experience with clowns. (laughs) There were reports from adults, but it was a bunch of kids, too. Yes, Yeah. So like also in late September, a Tennessee teen reported being attacked with a knife by someone in a red sweatshirt and also in a clown mask. Yeah. I think like the sweatshirt, I'd be like, okay, this is just a person. Mm -hmm. But on September 27th, a couple days later, two 17-year-olds committed armed robbery while wearing clown masks, first targeting a Taco Bell, then a nearby Domino's. So yeah, we're we're starting to get away from the full clown regalia. (laughs) Yeah. We're just getting more into people being like, I'm going to put on a mask and pretend like I'm in the dark night. I was about to, I, oh, Lisa, I was about to say the same oh, really? thing. I really was about to say the dark night. Uh. When I think of a, a president face mask, I think of Point Break. And okay. when I think of a clown face mac- mask, I think of the dark night. Yep. A day later in New York, they had an incident where a bunch of Long Island residents reported people dressed as clowns jumping in front of their vehicles. Oh my God. Then on October 6th, a Virginia teen was arrested for allegedly plotting to hire a clown on social media to murder her teacher. The the girl was charged with one count of threatening to kill by electronic message, which I didn't even know was a charge. I did not know that either. Yeah, because she had DM'd the clown and was being like, hey, can you come murder my teacher? And the clown was like, this isn't funny anymore. I mean, I'm a, funny, God. I'm a funny guy, but mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. reporting this. Yeah. There are a bunch of other reported incident attacks and sightings that happened in September and October of 2016 in California, Indiana, Chicago, and Detroit. So people were reactive, of course. Schools banned clown masks and costumes, and even big corporations felt like they had to respond to the overwhelming clown chaos. <laughs> I just, 
can't believe this was a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in the middle of the Halloween season, Target pulled clown masks from the store shelves and reduced the variety that you could find on their website. It got that bad. Even McDonald's said, nope, we can't handle the idea of Ronald McDonald's image getting tarnished. Okay, no, we won't allow this kind of criticism or slander. Mm-mm. So they pulled back on his social appearances and presence. Yeah. So I don't this I don't remember this, but were did they do anything in the in the meantime? They just like pulled his a presence back. They just had normal commercials. They were like, I think they just said, sorry, kids, you know, Ronald's not going to be on TV. Oh, he's not going to go to that, you know, ribbon cutting ceremony, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? He's a creepy looking clown to me anyway. I don't know. Like when I went to McDonald's as a child, I never looked at Ronald McDonald and thought, I f- like you and feel comfortable around you. That's just me, though. <laughs> yeah. And the different iterations of him are, you know, their own varying degrees of creepy. Yes. Right. Yes. But it's it's a, it's funny that like the Hamburglar, known criminal, <laughs> can walk free while Ronald needs to be limited, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, McDonald's in New York told the Associated Press that the company was being thoughtful in respect to Ronald McDonald's participation in community events as a result of the current climate around clown sightings in communities. No one was safe. Not Target, not Ronald, not even the insane clown posse. Yeah, these uh, controversial hip-hop artists turned wrestlers, turned fathers of the juggalo lifestyle, (laughs) were pressed by a lot of people for a comment on it. They made a Facebook post on September 30th telling fans and the public that this is this all had nothing to do with them saying, quote, there are no killer clowns. It's just jackasses being jackasses. And we'll hear more from ICP later. <laughs> Needless to say, things were completely out of control. And must we mention before we go any further, while we've been focusing on the specifically happening in America, this started happening all over the world. Some governments even issued warnings for their citizens to either look out for troublemakers or to not dress up as clowns and terrorize people. Just a thought. Oh my gosh, people are the worst. That we have to tell people don't dress up as a clown. And Go terrorize. terrorize your, just don't yeah, terrorize people. But yeah, we couldn't really fit this whole discussion into this episode because if we got into the international nature of this, it'd be a lot to cover. But I encourage everyone to go look into it because it's it's just wild how this spread globally and it was all during the same time but yeah the fact that all these sightings happened during such a short window prompted a lot of questions were they real were they connected somehow some were real and in the sense that yes people saw individuals dressed as clowns were those perpetrators actually working clowns who lived a life of riding tiny unicycles tricked out like saw traps plotting their next spree of red-nosed terror probably not but in reality they were just weirdos and creeps who put on clown masks. Like, I also think of the purge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And a few of the perps got caught. The case in McDuffie County, Georgia, where those little kids were being terrorized on their way to the bus stop. That turned out to be a bunch of teenagers. And Gags the Clown in Green Bay, which was the earliest noted sighting. As it goes, Gags was partially a publicity stunt, which was couched in a short film that they shot guerrilla style in the streets of Green Bay. So that was not real at all. Yeah. Aspiring filmmaker at the time, Adam Krauss, was inspired by the idea of a creepy clown stalking the streets at midnight. So he decided to make an indie film about it. And he was the one who posted the grainy stills of Gag online to get traction and attention for his work. Let's get to the bottom of all this not so funny business after the break.
and we're back. Some of the other reports were hoaxes or stories and reports that were completely fabricated. Two people in Hogansville, Georgia, were arrested and charged with obstruction and unlawful conduct during a 911 call because they called the police and then lied about seeing people dressed as clowns stalking the neighborhood. I just don't know how bored you need to be Uh, to do that. I know, I know. And in Manasha, Wisconsin, two parents were charged with child neglect after leaving their four-year-old alone at home so they could dress up as clowns and cause trouble. Oh my gosh, it's like Nicki Minaj level antics. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're talking uh, about here. God. This is topical. This this mm-hmm. is telling you when we recorded this. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we are giving some real ammunition here to the chemtrails conspiracy theorists, though, because we have to wonder what was going on. Were we all huffing the same glue? <laughs> You know, or maybe there have always been people dressing as clowns and terrorizing communities, but we just never talked about it. Like, how did this panic reach such a fever pitch, Jess? I think it's funny. It's like, yeah, did we just all have this like secret that's like, we all know this is happening, but yeah. we're just like, what? This is such it's a fight strange. club. <laughs> the clowns are out there. We just don't talk about the clowns. Yes. Uh, uh. But to say that this was a case of copycats facilitated and proliferated by social media is an understatement. No, an under-understatement, basically. (laughs) Social media was pivotal to to getting people on the count train and incepting others to follow suit as well. Yeah, and like we said, gags is a great example of this. Those photos got spread around and people just latched onto them. People love urban myths online. Yeah. Creepy pastas. And I think this is a good way of a real one, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes without saying that social media is very much an aggressively modern way of inciting fear and mass hysteria. Oh, yeah. I mean, as we all know, the 24-hour media cycle is desperate for any news to cover. So why not bleed the life out of it and amplify what 50 years ago might have not gotten any attention or been dismissed as a run-of-the-mill weirdo behavior? Yeah, I feel like somebody, especially, you know, you're dealing with the Great Depression and there's somebody dressed as a clown. You're like, I ain't got time for this. No, no. (laughs) You know, I've got 12 kids. I'm Um, trying to feed them all. Yes. (laughs) If you would come over here and entertain them, that would be great. Yes, actually. The media and authorities also kind of inadvertently help spread this sort of hysteria when they report on it, right? Mm -hmm. This news catches the eye of people who might be a little unhinged or bored. And then they think, oh, I I should dress as a clown. That'd be so funny. Or I should also spread a rumor that I saw one for attention. Interestingly, though, all of this seems to lend itself to the concept of moral panic, which is what might really be at the heart of the 2016 clownathon <laughs> and just 2016 in general for oh many other gosh. reasons. Yeah, but, I have yeah. been having a moral panic since. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. I am I am the pictures of Obama at the start of his presidency and the end. Oh God, I <laughs> you know, know. His hair is great. And, um, what is a moral panic, though, you might ask? It is a pervasive mass movement and a widespread feeling of fear. The often irrational idea that there is some person or group or even an idea or a behavior that poses this dire threat to society and could undermine our moral greater good. So examples would be like the communist red scare of the 1950s or the satanic panic of the 80s. They're kind of like witch hunts. Yeah. Sociologist Stanley Cohen says that there are five stages of moral panic. One, someone, something, or a group are defined as a threat to social norms or community interests. Two, the threat is then depicted in a simple and recognizable symbol form 
uh, symbol are formed by the media. Three, the betrayal of this symbol rouses public concern. Four, there is a response from authorities and policymakers. And then five, the moral panic over the issue results in social changes within the community. Moral panics can usually be traced to times where our collective sense of societal anxiety is very, very high. They tend to feed off feelings of unease or insecurity or uncertainty, which 2016, raise your hand. <laughs> oh, my! it's been raised since the, the beginning. Yeah. Of all, yep. Yeah. Yep. Like the Red Scare of the 50s followed a world war wherein notions of espionage and deception were ripe and the new world order was in its infancy. Yeah, McCarthyism, people trying to out secret communists in their own communities and neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. It's hard to reduce the satanic panic to one sentence, and we could probably do a full episode about it. <laughs> but it also happened at a time when there were a lot of changing social mores in America, a lot of new technology, fast-growing technologies, and the country was just kind of in an ideological shift politically. You know, Reagan changing shit up. Oh, yeah. And it might surprise you to learn that the clown panic of 2016 was not the first time a panic centered around a red-nosed children's party entertainers uh, happened. In fact, there actually was a smaller panic back in 1981 that seemed to coincide with the rise of the satanic panic. I had never heard about this. Mm -mm. In May of 1981, children living in Brookline, Massachusetts, that's where Conan O'Brien's from, <laughs> claimed that a group of people dressed as clowns driving a black van offered them candy. Again, like the cash. I'm in the van. <laughs> I'm driving away. <laughs> they notify their school principal and the alert is put out. Soon thereafter, a bunch of clown sightings are reported across Boston. And over the next couple months, the clown frenzy snowballed with reports coming from Omaha, Kansas City, and Denver of similar sightings, but no evidence was ever conclusively found. And can I just say, Jess, here too, like, I feel like we in the 80s really got hit over our heads with the the paneled van is going, someone is going to abduct you and oh, pull you yes. into their van. Yes. Like, that was that was the thing. It, it was. It's still in my mind to this day. Like anytime I'm next to like a, a white van with blacked out. Um, yeah. The windows I, and yeah. I, I like, well, I will like try and like look for signs if the, if it's like moving a lot, if it's shaking or if I can see a hand, I, it's, it's a, it's in my brain and it'll always be there. <laughs> uh, yes. A hundred percent. I saw this really funny, I guess it, maybe it was a tweet or I don't know what it was, but a post online recently and someone said, you know, Silence of the Lambs um, forever ruined uh, guys needing help with getting heavy furniture lifted into their van forever. Oh, man. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, actually. It did. You can never yeah. be too careful. Yeah, I don't go near vans. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You're not going to get me. No, no. And yeah, yeah, candy might get me close, but not all the way in. No, no. We need the cash. <laughs> I know. It's just money. <laughs> we need the CC, the candy and the cash. Yes. But yeah, this was an interesting time for different reasons too, right, Jess? Yes. And keep in mind that the 1980 trial of John Wayne Gacy, the infamous serial killer who dressed as a clown, clowns are on people's minds with negative connotations. Yeah. So America's plunging headfirst into this morally driven satanic panic where like not even Dungeons and Dragons is safe. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> saying, oh my gosh, we shouldn't be letting the kids do this. And it's <laughs> like, okay, what? They finally have friends. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they found the nerds the same as them and you don't want them to be playing this game. God. And everyone's asking, won't someone please think of the children? <laughs> 
Fast forward us to 2016, contentious, controversial election year. Extreme weather and global warming are no longer these myths that we can pretend like aren't ha- they're slapping us in the face. There's economic unrest. You know, everyone's just feeling so overwhelmed. Yeah. And in the U.S., there's racial tension. There's economic tension. There's ideological tension. Everything feels like it's spiraling out beyond control. We mentioned Insane Clown Posse earlier. We knew they'd be back. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> they spoke about it. In October of 2016, Violent J, who is one half of the posse, penned an op-ed for Time magazine, mostly in response to the way their specific brand and image was being brought into the creepy clown conversation. And Time also asked them to weigh in. Quote, as ICP has discovered over the last decade, there's a whole army of scary, terrifying and dangerous clouds out there in this country trying to suppress the rights of thousands of people to exercise the most basic part of the Declaration of Independence, which evokes the freedom to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. The only difference is these clowns don't wear grease paint. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't disagree. I just I love that the, the insane clown posse just like had demanded they had to speak out. They have it's to speak just, out. And these are the voices we have to look to in times of chaos this and is, unrest. Absolutely. Gone absolutely. are the days of FDR's fireside chats. Nope, not anymore. It's, no. It's insane clown posse, at least. And now we, yeah, we have ICP's fantasize. I don't know what the drink is that they, they all have a drink that they like. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it is, but they're, they're fantasized chats or whatever. But yeah, I I could totally see how we know how when people are dealing with a lot on an emotional level or life just feels bad, people will cling to certain things or feel desperate or become prone to and susceptible to weird ideologies or they feel like they could just get taken by something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I guess I could see how the frenzy of this clown fear could not only sweep a nation, but the globe. I, I, yeah, I I do wonder too, if it's like the news and social media are just, we we are constantly making the bad news more prevalent than it maybe used to be. I think so. And the fact that we just have cameras around for, for everything nowadays. And also because we are in this new age of, we are seeing so much more than we've ever seen before that there's this level of um I saw a meme the other day where it's like if you saw a dragon flying in the sky today you Elise were just like walking Remy outside and you looked up and you saw a dragon you you'd be like huh wow that's really freaking cool but also not fully surprised because of the amount of just shit and things that we have seen that it's very similar to the whole aliens thing where it's like cool, we we knew, we've already known that. And at this point, I don't think anybody's phased at stuff anymore. We're just like, okay. So it's like a lot of, for me, I feel like 2016 was a huge shift and has we have been shifting ever since. And so just the things that have been popping up, it's just like, okay, now we haven't seen clowns. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay, great. The now clowns it's this. have arrived. Yes. You know, it's just... As you know, uh, I lived through the 2023 Los Angeles hurricane. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared for anything. No, I think you're absolutely right. We are disillusioned. Yeah. We're jaded as a society. Yeah. But, you know, hey, but I mean, I'll still get, yes, if this clown stuff was happening in my neighborhood, I'd be like, I'm not surprised, but also I'm, I'm a little scared. So don't come for me, please. 
Just don't come for me. <laughs> well, if I saw it, I would be like, I didn't know Jessica moved to Los Angeles. All right. Wow. Okay. I'm just kidding. I love you yep. so much. Yeah. I love you so much. But hey, if you like clowns, follow <laughs> us on social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't even wear face paint. <laughs> no, we don't need it. Don't need it. Oh, yeah. natural clowns. We yeah. are there 30 morbid minutes on TikTok and Reels. We do little bite-sized facts. Yes. And also support us directly if you want to. It'd be really mm-hmm. great and sweet. You really do. It really does support us directly at 30mm.show slash first. Um, all of that is directly towards us. And uh, we really, really appreciate it. Rating and reviewing and sharing the podcast also helps us. And good reviews. <laughs> Only good reviews. <laughs> Only good reviews. If you have a bad yeah. review, just don't say anything Don't at help all. us. <laughs> Um, Bad press is all, you know, all press is not good press, people. That's that's true. We have some freaking killer new shirts out. We have our Bad Buy shirts out right now, which we are so excited about. um, And we hope you guys are too. We have one that's kind of like more in like happy colors and and whatnot. And then a Bad Buy that's like in some darker colors. So if it's it's, it's for everybody, whichever kind you feel. Yeah, you go to store.roosterteeth.com and then you're going to want to click on the podcasts tab, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, and then yep. go to 30 Morbid Minutes, strategically named numerically. So we always show up first. Always first. <laughs> We're always first. That is why we called it. We could have used the word 30, but then we wouldn't be first. So oh, we'd be bottom of the <laughs> alphabet, baby. No way. And uh, check out our friends over at the Red Web Podcast, Trevor and Alfredo. If you like this podcast, guarantee you're going to like that one too. So um, yeah, hope you hope you guys sleep well tonight. You know, if you dream of any clowns, I'm sorry, not sorry. (laughs) So, uh, yep. Yep. And, uh, gosh, Jessica, this has been fun. That's terrifying. Was it, was it really? Well, you did. It was a really good job of a clown. All right. Good to know. Bad bye, Jessica. Bad bye, clown Elise. You can just say clown (laughs) Elise. Bad bye, clown Elise. 